I'm going to let you in on a little secret. This is the real Easter. Tomorrow morning will be fun enough. The church will be packed. The kids will all be in new clothes. And after church, we'll go out into the garden and they will run around and find plastic eggs filled with candy and that'll hyper them up all the more. And then everyone will go to Grandma and Grandpa's house for Easter dinner. And it will seem just like what it is, the festival of spring. Bunnies, chicks, flowers, all new. But tonight, we sit in darkness and hear the story of God's saving acts in history. We start at the beginning, at creation, and come right up to the present, to baptism. Through that whole story, God has intended one thing that we should live in newness of life and take this imperishable word of salvation to the east and to the west, to the whole world. Over the past months in the adult forum, we've been reading Paul's letter to the Romans. There's a history of reading this letter as sort of the foundational document of Protestant individualism. You, singular, are saved through grace by your singular faith, Believe, and you, singular, will be saved. What we've discovered in reading it carefully is that Paul wouldn't have recognized that reading. He is writing about the salvation, the establishment of righteousness for the whole of God's people. We are not saved by our faith, but by God's faithfulness. Paul starts his argument with Adam and the fall. And he moves through Abraham's call to start the family of God over again to Moses and the Exodus and the failure of the law to make the people of God and then on to the exile and the return of a remnant of God's people from exile. The whole history of Israel is laid out there in that letter. And it also matches exactly his telling of the story of Jesus. Jesus' death and resurrection corresponds exactly to Israel's exile and return. Not surprisingly, our baptism in that story lines up with the crossing of the Red Sea. We have been liberated from slavery to sin. What God is doing through us then, according to Paul, is establishing a community, the family of God's people, which is to include everyone. Jew and Greek, slave and free, male and female. All the distinctions we make between one and another, all the categories of the flesh, black and white, rich and poor, all these are put to death in Jesus. Only one distinction matters now, those who live in newness of life. By our baptism, we have been made part of God's saving plan in history. We become part of that worldwide family which God intended for humanity in the first place. We become instruments of salvation for the whole world, the body of Christ in the world, God incarnate for the salvation of the world. Our baptism is not about getting things straight between me and God, about washing away some stuff that clings to my nature, sin, It's about passing through the Red Sea and coming to a life in a renewed people of God for others. Jesus died, Israel went into exile, to show us what it means for us to give up our belief that it is about us. To be freed from sin, we have to be ready to give up the flesh, 
the arena where we make distinctions between one and another. In Louis, I sat stunned as I listened to stories that people told about hiding in bomb shelters, running out during the middle of surgery and hoping that the patient was alive when they came back from the bomb shelter, of children cowering in holes in the ground on the school property, hoping that the helicopter gunships wouldn't come, stories of men being beaten by their own soldiers to make them harvest honey in the daytime when the bees were active, stories of a woman being beaten unconscious by some soldiers just so that one of their comrades could be buried in the cathedral grounds, stories of hiding in the bush and waiting till after nine o'clock at night when the snakes go back into their holes before moving on. I sat stunned because these people seemed so normal. After all they'd been through, they cooked meals, they slept at night, they loved their children, they pumped water at the well. If these things could happen to them, why couldn't they happen to me? What makes me so special and lucky? Nothing. Do I want to base my view of the world on something as ephemeral as luck? If not, then there are no distinctions between them and me. And so in baptism, I am part of the people God is calling together to take the imperishable word of salvation from east to west to the whole world. I am part of the people God is calling together to overcome our slavery to sin, to the flesh, where we draw distinctions between one and another. It means that in many ways, I have to die. My Western comfort has to die. My self-reliance has to die. My smug superiority, my unexamined assumptions about the way the world should be, always, of course, keeping me privileged, has to die. Jesus' death tells us that even the Messiah the very power of God for God's people has to die in order that we may have newness of life. Nicodemus couldn't figure out what Jesus meant when he told him he had to be born again. We have a hard time figuring out what Paul means by newness of life. I caught a glimpse of that in Louis. It's heartbreaking, but incredible. Our hearts get so accustomed to being the size that they are that the only way for them to get bigger is to break. God intended from the very beginning that all humanity should be part of God's divine plan, part of God's righteousness, part of the community that includes all, part of the meal that feeds the world. And throughout history, we have made distinctions. Only some of us are good enough to get in. Resurrection implies a death. It isn't just about an empty tomb, a display of God's power, even over biological certainty. Resurrection is so that you and I become part of the group who spread the imperishable word of salvation from east to west. It isn't about bunnies and daffodils and eggs and springtime. It means I have to surrender every shred of the specialness that I hold dear every bit of what I think makes me immune to death that separates me from anyone else in the people of God so that I can rise again into newness of life.
to be part of God's magnificent plan for the salvation of the whole world. Tonight, we hear that story from beginning to end so that we are reminded what it means to be part of it. We get a little bit wet to be reminded that we have passed through the Red Sea out of slavery to sin, to distinction, to specialness, and into newness of life, out of the tomb of our small circle and into the circle of that sacred and imperishable life that extends from east to west to all God's people. Welcome to Easter. Amen.